There is one thing and one thing only we're talking about today. This is it. The Hoosiers have their chance to play their way into the NCAA tournament as they take on Michigan. We're going to preview the game, get you everything you need to know, and talk about a couple of really big results going the Hoosiers' way on the bubble. They're going to have a chance to do this. It's all in their hands. We'll see what the likelihood of them winning today is uh, on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, guys? It is Thursday, March 10th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics news analysis previews recaps we're here every day for you guys thank you for making locked on hoosiers your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you guys are listening to podcasts at including youtube go give us a subscribe over there we premiere our episodes daily at 7 a.m today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online had you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts there's only one thing to talk about today. It's how I open the show, but realistically, as much as we want to talk about the bubble and everything going on, a lot of it is moot if the Hoosiers do not win today against Michigan. So we're going to get you previewed for that game, look at uh, what Michigan's done this season, look at a pretty dire uh, Big Ten tournament history for the Hoosiers, and take a look at a couple bubble results that have gone the Hoosiers' way to the point that one win and they might be in. Uh, but they really need to get that win. Before we dive into that, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. We're going to be doing a Twitter Spaces at halftime today. Hopefully it's a positive and optimistic one about the Hoosiers winning and their chances of making the tournament. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to get involved in that today. IU versus Michigan to kick off the second day of the tournament. Uh, these two teams will tip off at 11.30 a.m. It is an early, early game. Gamebridge Fieldhouse on the Big Ten Network. Michigan comes into this one 17-13 overall, but 11-9 in the Big Ten. A team much more secure in their uh, kind of NCAA tournament future. Uh, they're still kind of on the bubble. But with the way results are already falling, I think they're pretty securely into uh, the tournament. That being said, it has been a wild ride for Michigan of just alternating wins and losses. Uh, since February 10th, uh, they have just alternated wins and losses. The good news in that regard is they finished the season with a win. So the Hoosiers are able to keep that trend up and go a long way in securing their own fate in the NCAA tournament. Last meeting between these two teams, obviously, was during the regular season. Uh, Michigan just blew out Indiana, probably Indiana's worst game of the year. And uh, the Wolverines come away with an 80-62 to win. Hunter Dickinson, uh, 25 points, 9 rebounds, really had his way. Um, nobody on the Hoosiers particularly played well. Trace had 17 points on 13 shots. Xavier had 14 points on 11 shots, but it really felt like the Hoosiers weren't really in it from the start. 
Uh, and part of that was because it came a couple days after the Purdue game, but that may be an excuse we lean a little too heavily on. I just didn't have it on that day. And if they show up with that level of effort and performance and execution today, they're probably going to get the doors blown off of them again. Uh, realistically, Michigan's probably not going to shoot 11 to 17 from the three-point line again, but IU was giving them a lot of open looks. So it's not something you can really do and expect to get away with it. Caleb Houston probably isn't going five of seven from three, but Dickinson is fully capable of scoring 25 points. and. Just about any Division One team is capable of knocking down three-pointers when IU gives them open looks, as they did for much of the game against the Wolverines. When you look at this series, uh, historically, all-time, dominated by the Hoosiers. They're 79-48, and 48, dating back to 1967. Recent history, oof, nine-game winning streak for Michigan, uh, dating back to that started ironically with another memorably bad Big Ten tournament performance in 2016 when the Hoosiers lose to Michigan uh, 72 to 69 really good Indiana team that uh, eventually went all the way to the sweet 16 but they started off their postseason with a frustrating loss to Michigan in that tournament and just kind of like indicative of what Indiana does so often when they enter the big 10 tournament. So that's how this series has started or that's how this current run of form has started for Michigan. There've been memorable games between the two teams. 2013 obviously had a pair of them. Uh, there was a string of four straight meetings where the two teams were both ranked. So there's been some high-level games, some really fun games, but of late, Michigan has thoroughly dominated this. That game in 2016, Michigan won by three. Every game since that, Michigan's won by double digits. Uh, they won by 30, 24, 23, 18, 16. Uh, again, just thoroughly dominant Michigan has been of late. So I use really going to have to buck the trend in a couple ways because on top of that, IU has been just awful in the Big Ten tournament, and everybody knows um, kind of those stats. IU is 13-23 and 23 all-time in the Big Ten tournament, a 36.1% win percentage. Uh, that's the fourth lowest in the Big Ten. The three or Two of the three teams below them have just joined the Big Ten in uh, Maryland and Nebraska. Um if you just look at sheer number of wins, the 13 wins is the fifth lowest, and three of the teams below them, Maryland, Rutgers, and Nebraska, haven't played in every Big Ten tournament. So um, really the only team that is as bad as Indiana is regularly in the Big Ten tournament is Northwestern. I used 13 wins. Seven of them came from Mike Davis. So outside of that one uh, stretch there with Mike Davis in charge, IU is just always awful in the Big Ten tournament. Um. They've only had three wins since 2014 on. Um, 2015, they beat Northwestern. 2017, they beat Iowa. 2020, they beat Nebraska before uh, the world shut down, basically. So, I mean, when I, when I say I haven't had a lot of confidence in Indiana in the Big Ten tournament, I just laid out all the reasons why. Um, 
They are good for maybe one win every so often, and then uh, dumping out of the tournament. One win, though, could be enough this season. That's all we really are asking of them right now is to get that one win. It's going to be a tough one, though, because Ken Palm predicts the Hoosiers to uh, lose by two points, 70 to 68. It's a 46% win probability for the Hoosiers. Michigan is favored by two on bet online with an over under of 136.5. This is going to be a tight one, which makes it all the worse um, that we're going to have to sweat through 40 minutes of this to start off the day. Uh, maybe that's start off the day, but way too early in the day, we're going to be sweating through this one. So what does Michigan have to offer? Because we've said a couple times they were unseasonably good against the Hoosiers. What are they normally like? We're going to dive into their scouting report, some of the names that I'm sure you guys know to watch out for. First, though, I mean, man, I love March Madness, but uh, I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money in a bracket pool. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Uh, you can start focusing on the players you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads and long odds or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. Uh, it's simple, sleek gameplay that's going to have you guys playing within minutes. That's what daily fantasy is meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on and you're going to get a 100% instant deposit match. They are doubling your money just by using that promo code locked on. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Use that promo code to get your 100% instant match. Terms and conditions do apply. Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day, guys. Make sure to check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on the Locked On Hoosiers podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling gives you an in-depth breakdown on every single matchup. Speaking of matchups, what do the Hoosiers have in store for them in Michigan? Let's take a look first at Ken Palm with some of the advanced numbers. Uh, really, this is a really good offense and a pretty bad defense that the Hoosiers are coming up against. As always, since we've gotten into Big Ten play, I kind of sort it by Big Ten play because um, that's just really how they've been playing lately and especially in the conference. So Michigan comes in with the fourth best offense in the Big Ten, 110 points per 100 possessions, but the 11th best uh, defense. So kind of the opposite of the Hoosiers. When you look at that, it's going to be strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness. They are third in effective field goal percentage, seventh in turnover percentage, third in offensive rebound percentage. A lot of that comes from Hunter Dickinson. 
you can guarantee that he is going to have some type of say in this one. He had a pretty big say in the last one. Now, as we said, they shot unseasonably well against the Hoosiers. 33.9% is what they shoot typically from the three-point line. That is 11th in the Big Ten Conference. They counter that by being the best team inside the arc at 53.5% and the best free-throw shooting team as well. They do not turn... uh, Well, when they do turn the ball over, I should say, they're average at turning it over, but it is not live ball turnovers. They're third in steal percentage offensively. Um, They just don't focus on the three-point line. They are dead last when it comes to the amount of three-pointers they take relative to their field goal attempts. They are not going to take three-pointers, which is why them just going off against the Hoosiers was so partly unexpected, but partly frustrating because this is not a team that ever beats anyone from the three-point line. And here we were in that contest watching them absolutely light up Indiana. Um, They hit 15 threes against Nebraska. They put up 102 points in that game and then had no other games this season where they had more than 11 three-pointers. They hit that mark a couple times, but Um, Indiana was the only other conference game where they hit double-digit three-pointers. So wildly frustrating. Excuse me, the Purdue game they did as well. They hit 12, but wildly frustrating. That was just out of the norm for them, and that's what led to just so much just annoyance almost at how Michigan won that game because they're just never going to – that's just not how you anticipate they're going to beat you. They're going to typically beat you just by getting the ball inside and using their size. Uh, And really, they kind of have to outscore you because they are a bad defense. 11th in efficiency, as we said. 12th in in effective field goal percentage defensively. Uh, 11th in turnover percentage. They're not going to turn you over. They're going to put you at the or put you on the line. They're 10th and defensively or 10th defensively in free throws attempted per field goal attempted. So they're going to send you to the line. That's not great news for a Hoosier team that doesn't shoot the ball well there typically. Uh, Their average at defending the three-point line, again, doesn't really matter for the Hoosiers, but they are 12th in defending inside the arc and 10th, um, or excuse me, well, 10th in defensive free throw percentage. That's just luck. Uh, But 12th in steal percentage. So In layman's terms, they are not going to turn you over. They're going to put you on the line. They don't defend inside the arc, and they don't uh, get steals. So this is just a team that's built on just outscoring you, really. And when they do that, it's just simply inside the arc. So that is going to be the MO for this team. I don't think this game's going to look anything like the last Michigan game because the last Michigan game was just – completely different from what they do most of the season. Um, And it's just a stark difference uh, to what their statistics and their advanced numbers tell you uh, that game was. So, um, for example, they are first in the league in the percentage of points that come from inside the arc, and they are dead last in the league in percentage of points that come from beyond the arc. So they just don't shoot threes. So, as long as the Hoosiers are adequate at defending the three-point line, they're not even going to try it. And Indiana is still really good at defending inside the arc. Just a quick look at Indiana's numbers. Um, 
They are third in two-point percentage, fourth in three-point percentage, first in block percentage, all defensively. And they are the best team in the Big Ten in defensive efficiency. They give up 100.8 points per 100 possessions. Ironically, that's what they score offensively, which ranks them 10th. So this is going to be strength versus strength, weakness versus weakness. These are the types of games you need someone like Xavier Johnson, like Trace Jackson Davis, to really step up. Parker Stewart is due. Uh, it'd be big if he is able to knock down some shots. Um, we've mentioned a couple names for Michigan. I'm sure you guys know most of them. Hunter Dickinson obviously is going to draw a lot of attention for the Hoosiers. Averages 18.4 points per game, 8.5 rebounds as well. Um, he is their guy. He's one of the best players in the Big Ten this season. Um, they are, I don't want to say reliant on him, but he's a big part of what they do. A lot of those numbers about them offensively come because he is such a good player. He was second team all Big Ten with Trace Jackson Davis this season. Eli Brooks, uh, 12.2 points per game. He's their one of their very few good three-point shooters. He's the best in terms of percentage on the team at 38%. Attempts just over four a game. Caleb Houston, um, the freshman out of Canada. He's one, as we said, that kind of lit up the Hoosiers a little bit, but he only averages 10 points a game and only shoots 36% from the three-point line on 4.8 attempts per game. If you look at conference play, it's 11.4 points, uh, but and he's shooting 39% from three, but I'd imagine a lot of that came from that IU game. In conference play, Devontae Jones is averaging 11.6 points per game as well, but again, 27% shooter from the uh, three-point line. So there's only a small handful of people you need to worry about on this team. Um offensively, but they're going to draw a lot of attention. In conference play, Hunter Dickinson scored 20 points per game. So he's going to draw a lot of attention, and the keeping Trace out of foul trouble is going to be paramount. He's been better about that, especially against some of the bigger players he's defended. Uh, he did well against Zach Eady. He did really well, I thought, against Zach Eady and Travion Williams last week against Purdue. That was an issue at times. Uh, that first Purdue game, the Illinois game, but seems like at least recently he's been better about it. Knocking on wood on this, I do not want him to immediately get in foul trouble, uh, but that is going to be paramount as well. Just the Hoosiers need to give themselves a chance, and if they do things like fouling, like putting them at the line when they're already a good shooting team, uh, and by giving up just wide-open three-pointers like they did in the last meeting, that's not how you help yourself, and the Hoosiers need all the help they can get right now because, as we're about to talk, the bubble has given the Hoosiers so many chances. Uh, there are a couple of big results that went the Hoosiers' way, and that means that there's a decent chance one win might get them into the tournament. We'll talk about what those games went IU's way uh, were here in one moment. March Madness is less than a week away, and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual, or are you going for the best? We've done our homework, and we're going with the best 
at runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick'em, both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you guys are not going to find at ESPN or CBS. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because we're running our brackets there, like we just said. There's no truer test. Uh, If you want to play against us, For a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. While you guys are over there, you can create your own brackets for your friends, for your families, for your coworkers. Enter promo code PUREMADNESS, all one word, at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be made available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. It's that time again. uh, It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just Bet or it's not just basketball either. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. We mentioned Michigan State is favored by two points. If you really think the Hoosiers are going to be able to go dancing this year, uh, you can take that. I am too nervous about um, just the history of the Big Ten tournament to take that. Excuse me, they are now a three-point favorite. Uh, I wrote that down before or earlier in the day. As I record this, Michigan is a three-point favorite. So if you're feeling uh, optimistic, head on over to Bet Online, lay down some money today. Bet Online, where the game starts. As we mentioned, the bubble was very, very kind to the Hoosiers on Wednesday. First off, Wake Forest is beaten in overtime by Boston College. A huge upset uh, by the Golden Eagles that does wonders for the Hoosiers. Wake Forest was among the last four teams in getting upset like this. Uh, is a really, really good way to play your way out of the tournament. So that was the first big result that went Indiana's way. And then I told you guys you were just going to have to swallow big and root for Butler, and they rewarded you by giving you a win over Xavier. Also in overtime, um, a high-scoring overtime, 21-14 to in that one. But uh, they, as I said, reward us for – for swallowing and supporting the Butler way. And the result is both Wake Forest and Xavier were among the last four teams in. Both of them lose on day one of their tournament, uh, or for day one for them at the very least. And that means that the bubble is uh, significantly weaker and a Hoosier win over Michigan very well could get them into this tournament. It would not be secure. We would sweat a lot on Selection Sunday, but 
I feel a lot better about the Hoosiers going one and one and getting into the tournament uh, right now as I record this than I did earlier in the week, um, just kind of looking at the the schedules and whatnot. So a couple other results that had far, far, far less impact but did not go their way. Virginia Tech won at the buzzer against Clemson. They're going to have to win a lot of games to become a factor in the bubble. Virginia beat Louisville by a point. Uh, our old friend Armand Franklin playing for the Cavaliers did not score in that game. Uh, Virginia, another team that is on the bubble, but right now not really someone that the Hoosiers have to worry about too much. Virginia among the next four out groups, so another team that is going to have to win a lot for them to um, get into the conversation and start battling with the Hoosiers. So those two had far less of an impact. In reality, the Hoosiers really, 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 really need a win. Um, they win this one. It looks really good. Anytime you can win a, a pivotal game like this, this late into the season, this kind of close to selection Sunday, it seems to hold a little more weight. Hoosiers need this one. Um, even if they lose at this point, it's going to be interesting because the bubble is imploding right now. I, I, I don't know what to think if the Hoosiers lose. It's going to be close, and you're going to have to sit through selection Sunday anyway, but you'll win, and you're going to feel pretty good about this one. So let's get that win today. Let's take some of the anxiety out of selection Sunday. Uh, but if I know this Hoosier team at all, that's probably not going to happen. Regardless of what happens today, we will be with you tomorrow to recap it, hopefully to give you a preview of an Illinois game, talk about the good news with the bubble, things of that nature. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love, guys. Uh, this is the best time of year, watching college basketball nonstop. Hopefully it includes the Hoosiers in March Madness. Follow us on Twitter, if you haven't already, to join us for those halftime spaces. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Thursday. Let's go Hoosiers and LEO.